0: The opinions stated in this podcast do not reflect the opinions of the Alestal or SIUE as a whole. You're listening to Alestal After Hours, hosted by Hannah Ledford. Welcome back. I'm Hannah Ledford, and on today's episode, I have some special guests with me.
1: Uh, Dylan Hembro, Editor-in-Chief at the Alestal.
0: Michael Kate Castleman, reporter at The Alestal. And today we are going to be talking about an incident that happened at SIUE a little over a week ago. You were there, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I, I watched it happen.
0: Do you want to talk about like what went down exactly?
1: So to give a little context, um, last year we had uh, Pastor Tom Rayborn. He's still here. He still preaches. He started, well, he didn't start last year, but a lot of the unrest that I'm aware of happened last year. At the very beginning of my freshman year, there were a lot of protests against him and what he was saying. Nothing physical ever came of it, though, because in comparison to the new street preacher, Chris Focek, who we will talk about in a second, uh, Pastor Tom is not an aggressive person you know whether you agree or disagree with what he's saying he's not like getting up in your face and saying you're wrong and interrupting you every time you try to open your mouth so the new street preacher is a little different
0: that's my thing it's like there's good people and there's bad people and then there's christians and non-christians and it's like there are going to be good people that are christians and there's going to be bad people that are christians and i just think it's important to separate the person from the religion in like situations like this
1: right so like the way that Pastor Tom's going about it, I don't have a problem with. Do I agree with what he's saying? Not really, but, you know, it's whatever. Everyone's entitled their opinion. Chris Focheck, on the other hand, he started showing up on campus probably around a month ago. September. September. So it's already November, isn't it? It
2: mm-hmm. may have been early October. Wow. But he's been here a while and nobody said anything until, like, last
1: week. I was surprised there wasn't... And he's been screaming for weeks now. Yeah. <laughs> like you can hear yeah. him
2: from Founders Hall. Well, not
1: anymore. Um, well, you could
2: you could hear him from like I'd yeah. be walking out of Founders and I could hear him. Yeah, you can hear him inside some buildings, according he, to some professors I
1: have. He Does he have a, a microphone or is he, he used did. to? Wow. He had okay. a megaphone, and the university on November sixth, I believe, passed a new updated policy on expressive activity. So he's no longer allowed to have that pastor tom currently is not using any amplification device he's just using his voice so he is also obeying that policy but chris vocek he was uh he was using his megaphone last week and the police came and informed him of the new policy about halfway through so he started just using his voice and shouting which he has a loud voice so um it was still very very audible
0: it might seem like what i'm saying to you is going to hurt you but the thing is if you continue in any sin god's going to do way worse to you than you feel right now he will cast you into hell forever he doesn't want you to go there though but if you continue in sin there's no more hope for you
1: there was a large gathering of students around him that kind of started moving closer and there's at one point he was holding a drink and there was a student who came up and was, you know, like asking him, like admittedly she was in his personal space, but asking him like, you know, why are you here? Why are you saying these things? Okay. You, stay here, you have a stay question? Here. I'm not touching no. you.
0: There's nothing
1: to do. going
0: to in here. You need to get out of my face. What the are you going to do?
1: Huh? Well, I have you on
0: camera too, so if you want- I have you on- Okay. If you touch me, you, you will be arrested. I don't care. I'm not touching you. Listen, listen, he has the ability to do this for right now.
1: All that. And- he whether accidentally or on purpose poured some of his drink on her. Yeah. So intent is not something that we're going to be pushing into this situation because mm-hmm. you know, we don't know what was going through his head, but regardless there was a drink spilled on her and she then slapped him on the chest for it. She, oh!
0: Oh! 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 she just hit me. Pour your drink on me. A Come porter, over here. On the Bro, just
1: so the police got involved there were no like charges or arrests or anything but it, it was still like I watched that happen and I was like oh wow I was like the environment is right for this but I didn't know I didn't I still wasn't expecting it I guess
0: yeah there is a video on YouTube if you want to watch it. Right.
1: And we actually have one up on our website, too. Who put yeah. it
0: on YouTube? He did. He did. He put the video of someone hitting him on YouTube. Yeah. The title is, Student Admits to Being High and Attacks Preacher, SIU, Edwardsville, Sin, Love, and Grace. And admits, high, and attacks is in all caps.
1: Yeah.
0: What a headline. I, I, <laughs> I know. <hear>.
2: Like, <laughs> what a headline.
1: does it conform Pretty to wild. AP style? What? It was <laughs>
0: conformed to
2: AP style. Um... <laughs> copy editors were involved that's dramatic
0: i mean how do you guys think that the situation could have been de-escalated or even avoided like getting physical and getting cops involved he could have not tilted his hand up
2: yeah. i'm not yeah. saying he intended to but even if like he didn't intend to he could have not done that because she wouldn't have hit him if well she could have i don't know what her intentions were right. either but like i don't know because with last year with ray Bourne, the man the myth the legend Sure, you can disagree with what he's saying. You can view it as problematic. I I don't have anything to say on that. But he was never saying anything other than typical street preacher stuff, like hell or whatever. He wasn't saying anything other than like that. And then people would walk up and ask him how he felt on certain things. And I don't know if people have never met a street preacher or have ever heard one before. You know, you can go to any major city and there's like 20 of them. But if you ask them how they feel about certain topics, they're going to tell you how they feel. And you're not going to like their answer. And so I do remember someone walked up to Pastor Tom and was like, how do you feel about this thing? And he was like, well, I don't like it, in his own special words. And then everybody started protesting. Mm -hmm. I feel like last year people just wanted to be angry with him. People would walk past me um, and be like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to go, like. Yell at this guy. Yeah. Okay. You just want something to be mad about, and there's like 16 billion other things that maybe like you. He has freedom of speech, and so do you. Like, go be mad at him if you want. But I just they asked it out of him almost. Like he never opened up with that. Not from what I heard. He has like he told my roommate that she was going to hell because she doesn't go to church. So like he said some problematic things. Like I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna say he hasn't. But like he's a straight preacher. I'm just not... Sho- Maybe I'm just not shocked. And other people have just never heard one talk before and they just don't...
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They don't know. But this guy called, like, people insane. Like, he said your brain is upside down if you have premarital oh, sex. I remember that. Yeah, certain faiths, <laughs> a lot of faiths believe in not having premarital sex. But, like, your brain's upside down? Yeah. Like, okay, I, as a Christian, believe in justice, judgment. I do believe there's a hell. But... I'm not going to tell people they're going there. That's yeah. a terrible thing to say to somebody. I don't know who's going there. I don't I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm not in charge of that. And yeah. so I just really have never enjoyed fire and brimstone stuff. But he was like screaming over and over again, "You're insane, you're insane, you're insane." And he was looking at me. And I was like, "What are you looking at me for? <laughs> I'm not insane." Yeah. We read the same book. Like yeah. I'm not I'm not going to yell at people and I just feel like he wants to almost like victimize himself like oh poor me people don't like what I'm talking about like yeah you're a street preacher like yeah
1: I think that's exactly no what No one Esmond vibes with is. the
2: street preachers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like Tom Rayborn he doesn't victimize himself. He did I mean He doesn't even
2: they, say problematic stuff anymore.
1: Right. Well, last year um last he did refer to gay people as demons, but again I think that was somebody ask, kind of asked that out of him mm. and he does you know, this is a public university. He has a right to be there and, you know, say what he wants as long as it's not inciting violence. And I mean, hate speech is technically also covered under the First Amendment. So mm. even if it is problematic, it is still constitutional. I do you want to talk about? I also wrote an opinion kind of.
0: Yeah, I do want to talk about that
1: topical-ish about um, evangelical Christianity. What I was getting at with the opinion is there are a lot of Christians who preach love and practice hate. And there are some Christians who preach love and practice love. And there's nothing wrong with the latter one. I admire that, to be honest. Where it crosses a line with me is acting as if you are given control over somebody else's life. Yeah. Um, there are parts in the Bible, and correct me if I'm saying this out of context, but judgment is between a person and God. It's not for anybody else to decide, really. Nobody else really should be making those judgment calls. I mean, was that out of context? I don't yeah.
2: think so. Okay. I just I
1: try to be careful when I follow I, I stuff. I
2: don't know much about Christians approaching non-Christians about actions. I have to be honest, I don't know much. But it's not just like a faith issue. I think people have a problem with believing that they're right and then they want to inflict that on everyone anyway. You could literally have two people who have no religion or faith between either of them and they could be like judging each other for their actions. And then judging people goes beyond sometimes just like being like, Ugh, I don't think that's right. Sometimes it's literally like completely just avoiding them because of something you think they believe. Like you could go into what judgment means. People talk about love one another a lot. And that is something Jesus calls us to do. But within Christians, so like if we were all a group of Christ- like if you had a church of people, right, and the command is to love your neighbor as yourself, you wouldn't let your neighbor do something bad. I am a Jesus person. We believe that everybody has sin. Everybody falls short. You need to approach with love, too. Like, you don't have the right to just go up to someone and tell them they're wrong. Unless they're like, I murdered somebody last week. And then you can be like, yeah, don't do that. That's a pretty (laughs) across-the-board
1: unethical thing to do.
2: (laughs) I don't know. No, you shouldn't judge people. And yes, you should love your neighbor. But if you come up to a Christian and you ask them what they think is a sin, they're probably going to tell you what they think. And you're not going to like it a lot of the time. And I'm not saying that's like, you shouldn't hate people. Yeah. Jesus did not come to hate people. I do not come to hate people. And your neighbor is anyone around you. So yeah, you really should love your neighbor. And you shouldn't judge them. But judging doesn't always mean you think they're right. And I mean that with a lot of different things. And I don't think there's an excuse to be mean to people of other... Um, religions or communities or anything like that because i mean that's not what jesus would have done is be mean i think a lot of people try to be like jesus ate with sinners so like it's okay and i'm like no jesus did not want them to remain in the lifestyle they were at jesus was not encouraging people to be prostitutes but no one was loving the prostitutes so who's gonna love them? he was going to right so that's just kind of how i approach it I just my goal is always to just be kind to everyone I I think
1: one of those mm -hmm, things that you and I talked about at some point was like obviously there is you know the problem of people that believe premarital sex is a sin getting into other people's personal lives but it goes the same way sometimes or the other way sometimes like there are some people like why aren't you having premarital sex that's just as weird. Yeah, like it's it, yeah. you're still no, getting people, into someone's personal life. Maybe
0: just like in general, don't tell other people what to do with their sex life.
1: Yeah, like it's in For that everyone. in that case, it does kind of go both ways. So
2: it's it's so awkward. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. the worst conversation I think I've ever had in my life. You know, they tell you in Sundays, like in youth group, they when they get the sex night out of their of their belt and they they want to talk about it, they always say that someone's gonna talk to you about test driving the car. And I was like, no, they're not. No one talks like that. Like they show like there's videos, there's YouTube videos and stuff, which is fine. Those are just resources for people to use. But like people be like, oh, you're going to you're going to you got to test drive the car. And you're like, no one's ever going to say that to me. No, people do say it. It's all over the Internet. It is all because I'll see people actually say that. People actually say say it. Someone has said it to me before. Um, And then like there's Christian influencers. Obviously, there's influencers of every category they're swifty influencers good gravy one girl was explaining why she's not gonna have sex with her boyfriend until they're married and this person was like how do you know if you like it if you haven't tried it and you gotta test drive the car
0: and i was well, like you keep that to yourself yeah don't, you don't bring that up with i them. was like okay
2: if you're dating someone for four years
1: <laughs>
0: you're telling me you can't figure it
2: out like why would you let me just make sure this works the way it should work before like <laughs> what, are, what are you test driving
1: Hey, no fi- one, no one's fi- perfect anyway there's always going to be a problem with somebody somewhere your physical
2: line. intimacy is something you have to test drive yeah i get it if you have like anxiety with intimacy that's different like then you you do small steps so if you're like me and you're abstinent and if you're someone who's abstinent and you have physical intimacy anxiety for whatever reason and you're in a relationship you should probably just like take small steps until you get to where you want to go like you know like Tiny thing like holding, holding hands, hands, hug. Yeah, and I just I think people find the word sin to be triggering too. So when I'm like, oh yeah, well premarital set, and they're like, ooh, you think it's a sin? Like yeah, I do believe that. But I'm um, if people are doing it, <laughs> I sound like a third grader. If people <laughs> if people are having premarital <laughs> sex, I'm not going to <laughs> yell at them, right. scream at them, belittle them, tell them why they're wrong unless they ask me what i think you know you'd you'd have to ask me and then the only response i would have is to quote the bible i would never use my own words Mm
0: -hmm.
2: that would be bad i'm not going to use my own words to tell you what god thinks because i'm just going to tell you what the bible says instead because that's we see that as god's word so that's what i'm going to tell you in response to that
0: Mm
2: -hmm. i'll just provide you the verses because i my own human opinion is not not valid in that point um everybody's convicted differently
0: like no one's gonna feel exactly the same way on everything
2: there's a whole section of the bible about that actually Mm -hmm. um i think it's in first corinthians or romans sorry i don't
0: No, (laughs) you don't have the whole thing my bibliography
2: no we just did it in church like a few weeks ago everybody has different convictions and so like the verse I know what the verse says I just can't remember what book it's in maybe don't put that in don't make people think I'm stupid
0: (laughs) I don't think people are gonna think you're stupid if you can't refer to like the exact page number in verse that's
2: that's Uh. kind of like Bible memorization is a
0: conviction of mine, though. Like I struggle
2: to memorize stuff, and then I feel bad. So there's a whole class
1: of people in um in Islam that like they memorize the Quran front to back. I forgot what what they're talking about. But yeah, I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. There are
2: people who do that with the Bible. There's like a conference every year, and this guy this guy went up there and he said an entire passage, and I'm like, I want to do that. So like that's um that's off topic, but no, there's a whole thing where it's like this person believes oh it was like eating certain meats because the church was combining between gentiles and jewish people at the time so like it was like some people believed in eating this and some people believed in eating that and he was like you know what don't eat it if you don't want to eat it eat it if you do want to eat it if you believe it's glorifying god then that's what you do and obviously with some things that doesn't work you know like you can't be like killing people is glorifying god so i'm gonna do it and you should be okay with it but like when it comes to little things like dressing modestly which is something that christian women talk a lot about if one woman believes that wearing shorts is okay and one doesn't and they both believe they're following their faith and then we leave them alone
0: yeah
1: that kind of for me like for more context i used to be christian i'm i don't consider myself christian anymore but i do consider myself spiritual so i do believe that there is a god and um a lot of what jesus said is you know like yeah that's cool i for me spirituality and faith and everything should be a really personal thing and like i'm not saying it's not for you know other religions but the way that I've interpreted it over the years It's that it should be a very personal thing. It should be something that, you know, only you like truly understand your relationship with, with God or whatever <clears throat> deity you worship.
2: I think intimacy is important with your God, with, with my God. I mean, I have my own personal relationship, but I also think I thrive in a community. Like I go to a Bible study every week, some two, if I, if my schedule allows it every week. And like, if I didn't have a church, and two Bible studies, I don't think I would thrive because you kind of need other people to talk about it with because yeah, I have my own relationship with God, but like, I love my small group where I can talk about that with those three girls and like it's four girls and it's just us. And then we have our big group where we have men and women and we can all share stuff together (laughs) and you can learn even without knowing how someone's like really connected with God on their own personal level. You can see like, you can just see what they're learning and what they believe in and what, what they're doing with their spiritual life just based off how they're talking and i think that's a really lovely thing and i'm really grateful for that but yeah no everyone has their own it's romans 14 by the way
1: do you I, ever get people that sorry to interrupt but no, like do you ever get people that are like you don't know this specific verse and book you're yes. not a real christian yes i have such a problem and with they're that. not even
2: christians that say that to mm-hmm. me yeah it's not other christians it's, i have it's had other christians say that to
1: me when i was in church but that um, I'm sorry. That's uh, terrible. I've never yeah. had
2: another Christian do that. I just, there's a lot of verses and I have a lot of favorites and I just forget what, where things right, it's are. It's a
1: long, long book. Pages forget,
0: are thin. The, page, the pages <laughs> of the Bible
2: are thin. <laughs> I've never seen a thick page Bible. But when you're young and you don't know not to get in arguments on the internet with strangers and you don't know the exact verse of something... People like will be like, you're not a real Christian. A million Christian. different
1: translations too, so your verse mm-hmm. is not going to be the correct verse in somebody else's eyes. And
2: like, even even then, like I do think it's important to know your Bible, though. If you're gonna have, if right, you're gonna, yeah. if you're gonna be a Christian or a Catholic or whatever you are, whatever denomination you're, you need to know it. You need to read it. Because you can't just walk around telling people they're going to hell without reading the Bible and you probably shouldn't be walking around telling people they're going to hell anyway. But like, if you don't know what's a sin and what's not, you can't tell people what's a sin and what's not. And if you don't know what God commands, then you can't tell people what God commands. And like, we are supposed to share our faith with people. So I have no problem with street preachers sharing about Jesus. I just have a problem with the fire and brimstone and the telling people they're going to hell and calling the rhetoric than the action itself. Yeah, calling people demons and stuff because like... Those men do read their Bible. They have it open, but I don't know where they're getting like, okay, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it very carefully. They're right. People are going to hell, but that's not what you start off with. Right.
1: If you, if you, you just throw all this at somebody, they're not going to be like, well, what about this? They're just going to be like, this is so much information. I'm just not going to question it. Mm, And that's what happens with a lot of kids too. And I'm this is not bashing youth groups or or like Youth church group is fire sunday Sorry. <laughs> sunday <night. laughs> I mean there are there are some where like the fire and brimstone stuff that works on younger children because they don't know any better mm-hmm. they don't know to question it or how to question it. it it's like a fear tactic kind of in my eyes because it like for for a kid and the, as somebody who this was used on as a child not by my parents my parents were very encouraging to be open minded but um, I did go to church so And it was, it was a mega church. I have very strong opinions on those two, but that was used on me. And like, it was scary. I was like, I don't want to burn forever. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. So like there are, like Michael K said, there are ways to go about that, but there are wrong ways to go about it too.
2: I've had many people tell me that like at church camps and stuff, like they were scared into getting baptized because they were told that they'd burn in hell if they didn't. See where I come from and all the places i went we were told that not to scare people into christianity because they're not going to have a genuine faith because they're going to be terrified yes he is a just god yes he will judge everyone at the end of time that sounds so scary i'm sorry but like that's just that's what i believe but that's not what i'm going to start out with yeah i'm going to start out with the fact that he's a loving forgiving god Mm -hmm. with lots of grace you know you preach hope you don't preach death we should the nice christian groups should start going to the quad instead yeah. i was, I was going to mention we that, that, that do there that. were
1: there were other christian groups that were there not like directly protesting chris but chris was getting in arguments with them and telling yeah. them they were wrong i think he said one of them was the the devil incarnate the
0: christian people yeah because Ain't no way
1: no because i heard it because he was he was like, well, the the devil walks among—I forget what it was, but it was like the devil walks among us, like
0: that's not nice. Sin that's so veiled
1: in the word of God or something like that. Oh, uh, the very, wolf in sheep's clothing. Yes, thing? yes, that's what I was. That's what I was. That's exactly what he pulled on these people.
2: I think my favorite thing to represent Jesus when I walk around campus is I have a shirt that just says Jesus loves you, and I think that's a better message to to
0: preach. Yeah. Is that
2: Jesus loves you? Jesus doesn't hate you.
0: He made you. I guess you could almost say he's obsessed with you.
2: <laughs> are you talking about obsessions now?
1: Yeah. Okay. I normally don't think about it until, the, until like a second. I'm ready. But I came prepared.
0: Go ahead, guys.
1: You want to go first? You can go first. Okay. Elephants. I know I have a lot of animal obsessions. I love animals. Oh. So elephants, I found out recently, are the only non-human species that have been observed to bury their dead. Paleoanthropology, these other human species, like... They're like, well, did, you know, Homo habilis or whatever, did they bury their dead? And that signifies, like, you know, do they have rituals around death? Do they believe in an afterlife? Or did they believe in an afterlife, rather? They're extinct now. Because, like, rituals around death versus just, you know, leaving a body out to rot. It's just, it's, obviously, you don't know what an elephant's life experience is because you're not an elephant. But you can, you can almost get a glimpse into it, if that makes sense. So, like when an elephant dies, they actually recognize like elephant bones too, um, as their own species, which is really cool. I don't know if any other species besides humans do that. If they, they see a dead or dying elephant, they try to comfort it as much as possible and they'll stand around and like mourn the elephant for like two or three days. That's they'll, interesting. Like bring branches over to bury it. And, oh,
2: that makes me so sad.
1: And <laughs> it's like, obviously, elephants have. A really impressive level of consciousness, and I think they pass like the mirror self-recognition test, too, which only a few species do. And it just it makes you think like you know, what do they believe happened to that elephant? They clearly have a, a way of thinking about the elephant after it's been after it's passed. Yeah, so it's just it's really interesting to me to think about that.
0: That is interesting. My favorite story about an elephant is that one elephant that killed that lady. And then showed up to her funeral for like round two, (laughs) and like drug her out of her. Oh my god!
1: Yeah, they're normally they're normally pretty gentle giants, but yeah, like they they actually they recognize when when humans need help too, so they'll they'll like go out of their way to help humans.
0: Okay, I'll do my obsession now. Go ahead. Um, I don't know. I'm really obsessed with like taking care of my hair right now. And I just spent, like, $70 on Amazon getting, like, this, like, special comb that, like, puts oil in your hair for, like, oiling your roots. And you, like, wrap your head up for, like, four hours and you leave the oil in and then you wash it out. And, yeah, I just, like, bought a bunch of, like, hair stuff and I'm, like, really obsessed with taking care of my hair right now. I didn't know
2: they made oil combs, though.
0: Yeah, Um, it's, like, a bottle and then it combs through your hair to get the oil onto your hair evenly distributive and then i got a scalp massager and i got Mm. just like a bunch of hair masks and i don't use any heat on my hair anymore i use like i don't either i do heatless curls because i used to take really bad care of my hair and i used to have super long hair and i would use um a wand every single day to where it would be crunchy and, um, no heat protector.
2: Felt I did that. I didn't use heat protect until yeah. I was
0: 18 years old. And I would also <laughs> wash my hair every single day. So every single day it was like dry, crunchy heat and then washed and then do it all again. Well, your hair looks really healthy now. So. Thanks.
2: We should just have a whole hair podcast. Um, may I share a Bible verse as my obsession for the Absolutely. week? Absolutely. Because I'm vibing with this one. Okay. It's from Luke five thirty-one through 32. It is the NIV version, if anyone wants specifics. Jesus answered them. It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So yeah, I don't know. I'm reading Luke right now. So that's the one I highlighted last time I read it. And the song Say Don't Go by Taylor Swift. (laughs) Those are my two obsessions. I love that. That verse in the Taylor Swift song. I love that. So the two horsemen of my personality.
1: A lustful outro music starting now. I thought I had a great elephant joke, but I don't think it's relevant here.